Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. Inspiring conversations with badass women, empowering you to make time for your personal goals and put yourself first. Today I am chatting with Gabby. Gabby is founder of Chroma Stationery. And I'm a huge stationery addict myself, so we talked about stationery organisation. She obviously has started this business from scratch herself when she was still at uni, so we have a lot of chat about not only staying organised when you run your own business and all of the behind the scenes logistics that goes into that, but also the things she struggled with in terms of mindset, confidence, networking, all of the different stumbling blocks that come with starting a business but also starting a product-based business. So this was really helpful and interesting for me because it's completely different to anything that I've ever done and I love stationery. So you're going to love this one too. Gabby was just great and she shared so many tips and she was really honest about the things that she struggled with and how she has dealt with them. So I hope you enjoy. Hi everyone, welcome back. I'm with Gabby today from Chroma Stationery. Hello. Hi. Do you want to introduce yourself, tell us a bit about how you got started with your stationery business? Yes, so I set up Chroma in 2014. It was my final major project at university and I couldn't create anything hypothetical I had to actually do all the hard work do all the branding create a product launch a website all of that kind of thing um so I did all of that sold 50 notebooks initially just to friends and family and people on my course and then graduated handed the project in and then didn't really think much of it for a couple of months throughout the summer I was looking for a job um, and couldn't really find anything that really fitted what I wanted to do and where I wanted to live. It was all very London based. Um, I wasn't keen on living there. Um, And then people were still messaging me and asking whether I had any notebooks left and was I still selling them and all of that kind of thing. So I decided to just go for it and I did a Kickstarter to raise enough funding um, I raised five, just over five grand, which allowed me to buy my first 1,000 notebooks and an embossing machine, which then allowed me to personalize everything how I wanted to. Um, so fast forward to now, and I have um, lots of notebook ranges, diaries, pens, loads, well, just loads of stationery, um, which can all be personalized. So whether that's a logo or a quote, or your initials or an image each product is completely unique to the person who buys it and they create their dream piece of stationery amazing and you've worked with some pretty huge brands as well yeah so half of what I do is my like b2c work so customers will buy through my website um, they might buy one notebook or one diary and I ship out to them and I've done that across 28 or 29 countries now so that's kind of in and then the other half which has only really kicked off properly in the last 18 months and that is selling in bulk to fellow brands and businesses and so recently 
in the last 18 months, I've sold to ITV, um, Estee Lauder, Boots, American Airlines. So some really big names. Yeah. Yeah. How did you get into doing that? Um, they found me. Yeah. Most of them found me. Um, word of mouth was a big one. I think once I got one, especially so once I sold to Boots, I then sold to Soap and Glory and it kind of word of mouth worked that way. I think a lot of people actually found me through Instagram. So they were individuals who might have purchased from me um, or liked the feed. And then they happened to be working in PR or marketing for a brand and so pitched it and then sold. I sold to them in much larger quantities. So it was all very organic. They all found, so far, they've all found me. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. It just goes to show like how powerful Instagram is. Oh, completely. It's media. the main, yeah, it's the main platform that I use and it's the one that gets me the most sales apart from a Google search it's all all on Instagram I have a very visual product so I think that helps people want to post about it and post photos and it's easier to create a really nice feed and so yeah it, it sells itself really through Instagram yeah yeah so how I'm just going to ask about social media because I'm a yeah, no, marketing nerd but yeah. how did you get started with all that because are you like completely self-taught with the social media side of things or pretty much yeah so my degree was fashion promotion and imaging and so I con concentrated on the fashion part for a long time and then I did some internships in the fashion industry decided that wasn't for me and so really focused on the marketing and PR pathways on my degree so that's where a lot of my like basic knowledge came from was my degree and then so I set up the social accounts when I was doing my new, when I was doing my project, and then it's all pretty much self-taught um, or talking to people who really know what they're doing, um, noticing what I love about what other people have done and what's worked, and then implementing that. But it's been running for three and a half years, and so it's a very I've just kind of learned along the way what works for the brand, um, aside from a couple of modules at uni. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's the number one thing I say to people just like get stuck in and have a go oh because definitely. I speak to a lot of bloggers or people who want to start a blog or want to start a business and they're so daunted by social media they just don't do yeah. anything <laughs> they don't know where to start and then yeah. they don't do anything whereas I've just always given it a go or tried something out so it wasn't until about six months ago that I started using Instagram stories and actually talking to the camera. And for me, that was a really big deal. I was kind of always really put off and I was like, oh, but I don't really know what I'm doing. I've never vlogged, I've never done that. And then I just one day decided to do it. And now I do it all the time and I don't even think anything of it, but I had to get stuck in and just give it a go and not care whether it works or not. Um, it pays off. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I love that you're business just started like small and then oh, you just decided to go for it yeah it was a complete yeah. accident I was never someone who thought oh, I'll work for myself or I want to be self-employed I always just assumed I would get a job in marketing or for years I thought I'd be working in the fashion industry or for a fashion magazine um and then it's just accidentally happened that I stumbled across an idea which people really bought into and loved and then I thought, well, I've done all this hard work. 
I'm not going to just not do it. And so I thought, well, I'll give it a go. What's the worst that can happen? And yeah, it's paid off. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So one thing you're really passionate about is supporting local businesses, supporting small yeah. businesses, particularly mm-hmm. uh, female entrepreneurs. And obviously yes. I'm all about that as well on this podcast. Yeah. Um, so let's chat about that really. Yeah, it's something I am so passionate about. I think because I've experienced it firsthand, I've been there and I get how hard it can be and how lonely it can be running your own business and how you put your whole life is wrapped up in what you do. And so supporting local or independent brands is just so crucial. Um, And if they're female driven, especially, I think it's just, it's such a good way of supporting such a good cause. And it can be very simple um, way of supporting them. You don't have to kind of spend thousands of pounds with someone, but just showing that support is just so important. For anyone listening who wants to start their own business or mm-hmm. has that creative project that they're doing, they might, you know, do something crafty or they might make their own stationery yeah. and they're thinking about going through it and taking it to mm-hmm. the next level. Yeah. What advice would you give? Like, what would what do you wish someone had told you? Back um, then? I think, firstly, just to get going and just do it. Because I think for me, I'm naturally quite a perfectionist and I would want everything to be perfect before I sold it or before I put it up on the website or even my website. I wanted everything to be perfect. And actually, things are rarely perfect. And if you wait for the right time or something you're completely 100% happy with, you could be waiting for a really long time and actually just jumping in and going for it gives you that momentum to then improve on things um and then also don't be afraid of talking to other people I think people are often scared of giving away their idea or not wanting to give away too much information but actually um just having a chat with someone and telling them about a problem you've come up with or come against or you know anything like that just benefits you massively and if you're not sure how to do something or you feel like you need to get an expert opinion do that it's not there's no shame in needing to ask for help I think if you're a one-man band you can often feel like you've got to be able to do everything perfectly and actually just reaching out and asking for help or advice is just can make such a difference and makes you feel a lot less alone in the journey of you know setting something up yeah 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 reaching out to people yeah it's always interesting for me to chat to someone who actually like makes something yeah. everything I do is service-based yeah so I think it's really it's just like a whole different ball game isn't it when like yeah. premises are involved and, and stock, stock and, and all, all of, of the that overheads that come with that this is it well exactly and for a long time I worked from my parents dining room I only got an office in March last year so it had been running for nearly three years before I had a, an actual dedicated space that I could go to every day Um, And before that, I was just living amongst boxes and stationery. And I think stock wise, I started out with a thousand notebooks, which it sounds a lot, but actually it's not that many. And I think that baby steps thing, I had one range that I decided to do really well. And I didn't try and launch everything and all of my ideas in one go. I just thought, right, I'll do this one thing. And if that works, I'll go and do something else and kind of grew it quite slowly. And it wasn't a big rush to get everything out. And 
it means that the risk is a little lower and you can test stuff and it's just a much less stressful way I think of launching something that's a that's a product that's very product based yeah it's much easier to do it that way yeah yeah that's really good advice because I imagine it's quite intimidating and if someone is like in they're in their like spare room with all these piles of boxes they might feel like they're not doing it right or they're not making it this is it that you have to start small yeah yeah definitely and there's no kind of shame in that and even if you work part I mean I worked part-time for 18 months to two years um on the side and so even now every now and again I do a bit of marketing work for someone and I think there's that there's no shame in having to do that and that's just part of growing a business and you know being self-employed you don't have to quit your job from day one and buy everything you wanted to and have an office set up because I think there's that pressure to make it look like you know you're being super successful and it's all going really well but there's no you know if you're still working from your bedroom or you know you also work in a bar then that's fine like it all it's just it all gradually falls into place yeah yeah amazing so what are your like must-have tools and sites and like what business-wise as a product-based business what would you recommend basically I I'm naturally very organized Mm -hmm. I obviously have loads of notebooks (laughs) yeah I have so many lists I love a post-it note I write everything down I think when you're largely doing it all on your own you tend to you're obviously you're doing the marketing you're doing the social media you're doing the accounts you're doing the the products packaging everything and it's very easy to feel very overwhelmed and very distracted by things coming in all the time and so I have lists dedicated to each part of my you know daily role um, and I work on them in chunks so I'll have a couple of hours a week where that's when I'm doing my marketing or a couple of hours a week when I'm working on the accounts and so there isn't that kind of overwhelming feeling of I've got so much to do and I don't know where to start. So I think that's really important is being really strict with yourself about when you do things and how much time you're going to dedicate to each thing. So you don't just do the bits you love, but you also do the bits that aren't maybe as fun, but are really needed. Um, and like online wise, I have, I use Buffer um, and an app called Mosaico to schedule everything mm. and plan my Instagram feed um and I use a lot of Google when I'm I work a lot with freelancers and so I have Google Drives set up and WhatsApp groups to just interact so everyone's always speaking to each other and accessible and just simple things like that make a big difference to kind of staying on top of things it really helps um and having I have an accountant and I have an accounting software that I use and just Which it's very simple things I use Sage right yeah for mine and my accountant can log in I don't have everything gets uploaded there and it's it's so easy rather than running around trying to find receipts and worrying I've not you know uploading spreadsheets and all of that kind of thing it's all in one place and that has been really helpful um yeah and it's really simple things but actually it comes down to just being quite disciplined with yourself even though you're self-employed and you can work whenever you want to and your time is your own I think having a little bit of structure really helps definitely definitely and I want to ask you in terms of like your mindset and your confidence 
because mm. something I talk a lot about is you know done is better than perfect like you talked about yeah. not being a perfectionist when it comes yeah. to starting a business did you face like any struggles or any sort of barriers that you just were like Definitely. it's so difficult to carry on but how did you so sort of overcome many. them mental yeah, I mean, obstacles initially, yeah initially just launching the kickstarter was huge you're asking people to give you money and I found that so hard because obviously I'm not a charity like it's not a a cause that's going to mean a lot to someone you're just asking someone to believe in what you're going to be creating and buy into that and love what you're doing and I think I had some I mean a lot of people were so supportive and I had backing from complete strangers around the world and it was amazing but I also had people who I would have thought would have got it some really close friends who just didn't understand what I was doing and I found that really difficult and it was that kind of worry about offending people or asking for money and I found that really hard and so that was kind of day one was a really hard hurdle um, and then one thing I've struggled with all the way through is I'm not a fan of networking particularly I'm not good at walking into a, a room of people I don't know and selling chroma or selling myself I'm I find it really nerve-wracking I'm quite an introvert naturally and I'm not I'm much more comfortable behind a screen or on the phone or email than going and meeting someone in person. But you've got to be able to get over that hurdle. and You've got to be able to go out and talk to people. Um, even if it's just your, your suppliers or potential clients, you have to be able to sell your brand. Um, and I found that really difficult. And it's still something now where I make myself go into networking or to go to talks or workshops because they are so beneficial and I know I get a lot out of them but my inclination is just to stay at home and not go yeah so I make myself and I'll turn it into a bit of a game and I'll make myself I have to talk to six people or I have to talk to three men and three women just so that I am not so focused on it being such a scary thing of talking to strangers um and that's what that's been a big kind of even something I'm slowly getting better at but even now that can hold me back it's that worry of going into somewhere where I don't know anybody um and just having the confidence I think I'm I set up Chroma very young um I was straight out of my degree so I was 21 I was I look young I'm a woman and I think I then in quite corporate settings where it's a lot of in suits who are who appear to be very confident I'd quite struggle with kind of with that with being able to hold my own um and I've definitely gotten a, a lot better at that over the last three years and that's just a confident a confidence thing but I think mindset and confidence are huge kind of a huge part of running your own business yeah and that's why I asked that question because mm. as like I'm an organization geek as well I just love yeah. like knowing what people like what tools people use and what yeah. products they recommend but when it comes down to it actually like doing the work and doing the hard yeah. hard graft of like marketing yeah. and all that kind of stuff yeah is the biggest hurdle I think for most people definitely yeah and if you're if you're feeling a bit like unsure or not that confident that's going to come across as well you have to really when you're self-employed or you're the face behind the brand you have to kind of like live it breathe it like love what you're doing and I think that's when it's that's when it's hard if you're having a bad day 
or things aren't going so well, that's when it's really difficult. And so that whole side of things can be just as hard as, you know, the actual running the business part. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any like things, that, little rituals or like confidence boosters that you do if you are yeah. like feel like you're stuck in a rut and you know you you know you need to do something you know you need to like email that person or go to that event what do you do yeah so I have because I I largely work in an office on my own or with my dog which is great but it's not the same as having people around is the dog there now he is yeah yeah yeah. he's (laughs) being quiet for once so I'm like thank you but yeah so I I've built a community of mainly women but also some guys who are just they're also running their own business or they are doing something similar and they're there for me to text or call at, you know even I mean some of them I've never actually met I've just connected with them on Instagram and we get on really well and so they're now my go-to person if I have a problem with something and it's building that community of people around you who can be that support system when you're having a, a bad day or you're worried about something, or you need to talk it out. Um, and I also, I've got a wall of post-it notes, which are nice or like positive things people have said about Chroma, so that when I'm having a bad day and I think, oh, this is just going so badly, I can look at that and think, actually, all these people loved what I do or love the brand. And so it's that reminder that it's not rem- remembering the positive things. And I have um, a weekly, like my five, the five, best things ever happened to me this week I have on a whiteboard so every week I have to think back at all the good things not dwell or worry about the negative things um and it's just remember having that positive mindset and remembering that makes such a difference just forcing yourself to remember the good stuff Mm -hmm. or the good things people have said makes all the difference like day to day so when you're having a bad day you've got that to lean back on yeah yeah definitely so many amazing tips I have an email folder where I save people's emails if they send me like something really nice yeah exactly but it like I do forget it's there yeah. and I really like the post-it notes idea because it's like yeah. right in front of your face right and likewise I yeah I can't forget about it like it's right there um yeah. the trick is like I, I forget to add to it so when someone says something nice I forget to write it down and I go back and I try and find all the the nice things and then I'll post it up and even if it's something someone's messaged on Instagram like it doesn't have to be a, a really long testimonial about your work it can just be a really nice comment and I write those down so that I have them there yeah yeah love it Amazing. yeah so let's talk about stationery <laughs> <laughs> but yeah what so like how how do you use your own stationery I'm assuming you have like a full full kit of chroma stuff so much what are your must-haves for your business staying organized like day-to-day how do you manage your tasks all that kind of stuff so I have various notebooks on the go um I try to use each one for something different so that all of my notes or my lists that correspond to one thing or one topic or one project are all in one place so when I use that notebook, my mind is just focusing on on that task. Um, I find that really helpful. And with Chroma, there's so many different colored notebook options that each you know each one is a different color, embossed with a different kind of 
whatever the project is or whatever that notebook was for. Um, and I still use, I use a Chroma diary. So I still use a physical diary, which I, I, I've tried going digital and having, using my Google calendar and I just can't, I just, it doesn't work for me. I have to have something physical that I can write in. Um, so day to day, I look at that every day. I write everything in there. So I cannot forget anything. It's all in one place. Um, and then post-it notes, I use a lot to remind myself of things that I need to do. And I will use, like, I did bullet journaling for a while. Um, and now I just use certain things from that. I don't use, do bullet journaling properly, but I write down my whole to-do list. I'll color code it depending on how vital it is for that day. And I always start off the day doing the task, which is the most difficult or the one that's going to take the longest or the one that I don't want to do so that it's out the way and the rest of the day it's gradually getting easier and I'm getting to finish the day on something I love or a quick task and so the big things are just out the way as quickly as possible um but making sure you're highlighting those and you're aware of those because I think I used to be a victim of just writing down like 20 things on a list and feeling so overwhelmed that I had to and actually just saying right the if I get these three things done that day then that's a good day that's anything else is just a bonus and actually everything can seem crucial and really vital but the reality is not everything is some things can wait and just highlighting the top three or five things which are crucial for that day and getting those done makes such a difference then because it's you haven't got that pressure of a you know a massive to-do list and you don't know how you're going to get it all done yeah yeah color coding writing everything down um and i use obviously i use all chroma stuff as well yeah what are your this is a really difficult question for you but yeah. if someone was to go like listen to this podcast and go and have a browse what are yeah. the like one or two things that you would like definitely recommend they order um the chroma diary is probably the big one it's my favorite product it's got a space at the end of the week to write the highlight of your week there's a notes page in the middle of every week so that it's also like a diary notebook hybrid it's all in one place so I use that for like meal plans or shopping lists or extra details about some you know if it doesn't fit in the day I'll write it in the notes part um and it's just it's full of lots of handy places to note stuff down um which is why I use it every day so that's probably number one um I love it and the feedback has always been so brilliant so that's my yeah. favorite and people can customize everything everything so yeah. the front and back page can literally you pick between four foil colors um gold rose gold silver or white and then you can have on the front or the back cover pretty much whatever you want so any font it could be your favorite quote it, or your name or your logo or um I've done graphic images of dogs and pets and hobbies and pretty much anything you can imagine has probably gone on a, on a notebook or a diary at some point um but I wanted it to be that every customer could build their completely their unique perfect piece of stationery um and so yeah there's 20 colors to pick from and then you can have it personalized however you want yeah yeah what yeah. what was your second one that you were going to say oh it's so <laughs> I love the I have a A5 notebook range, which is perfect bound called, it's the Nebraska perfect bound range. And 
they it's more pastel tones um which are my favorite so that's probably as a range my favorite i always seem to go for the pink or the gray each color is named after someone in my life or someone that has a link to me somehow so the elizabeth pink or the meredith gray are my i just flip between those two um so yeah that range has my favorite colors in yeah yeah pink and gray like pastels is sounding good to me yeah Yeah. that's so like on brand for me as well it is yeah with rose gold (laughs) embossing it's just yeah amazing yeah (laughs) i could just talk about stationery all day it's my favorite it's my favorite topic it's fine (laughs) so let's move on to the quick like short and sweet questions that i ask everyone at the end of the podcast um number one what is your non-negotiable like go-to self-care rituals things that you do when you've feeling a bit stressed you've had a long day yeah I walk my dog every day um and I leave my phone I'll often bring it with me because I'll be listening to a podcast but I turn off the email I don't look at my emails I don't look at social so it's the only time really in my day that I force myself to not be contactable um and working so I do that every day and then I also do a lot of exercise and yoga which really helped because I have to leave my phone in my bag. Mm. I'm really removed from everything, especially yoga. I found that really, 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 really helpful. Um, and then just going out on a Friday night or a Saturday with my friends and going out for dinner and talking to people who have regular jobs and aren't self-employed yeah. just makes such a difference. Like I'm out of my head. You know, I don't have to think about it. I'm not talking about it. Like It's just something completely different with people completely removed from it. So yeah those three things are my go-to yeah that's amazing I yeah. totally get where you're coming from because as much as I love having like my core group of like colleagues like yeah. peers yeah. because they just get it and you can talk to them about anything exactly. that you're struggling with it yeah. is also good to just be like no like when I go to my best friend's house she wants yeah. to know what I'm up to but she doesn't want to hear like the ins and outs of it and no they I'd don't rather... mind you know they don't need to know about you know the Instagram problem you've had <laughs> exactly. you know they don't I mean I'm sure they've listened but they don't need to hear that like they've got their whole separate lives that are nothing to do with being self-employed and I love that as well you know I love the community of fellow you know business owners but having people that don't do that and every day it's just yeah it's just so it's having those people just is great yeah yeah I'm actually going to my best friend's house tomorrow night and we're gonna watch celebs go dating amazing and we're not gonna do anything don't talk about that yeah Yeah. (laughs) amazing (laughs) ideal next question is what is challenging you to leave your comfort zone and grow recently Definitely. So I've got a task all through February to go to at least two networking sessions a week through Feb. So that's eight in a month, which for me is so many. I mean, some people I know do it all the time. I don't. And so that is a big like task for me. It's achievable, but that's the biggest kind of challenge I'm probably facing is actually going out and doing it and going into a room of people I don't know and selling and chatting about about business yeah yeah are there any like in your area for anyone listening who yeah. might so yeah sorry so where I'm are you bristol. based yeah i'm bristol which is really good because there are, it's a very creative city it's very kind of pro 
entrepreneurship and self-employment and independent brands. And so there are so many. I go to a Yenna one, which is young entrepreneur. It's a young, I think you have to be under 35. They're all over the place. There's one in Bath, I know as well. Um, yeah, they're all over the place. And I go to the Bristol one, which is great. The membership is really cheap, um, but you can go to the networking for free, um, even if you're not a member. So that one's good. And then there are a couple kind of hosted that are very local by um, like Bristol Post and all that all that kind of thing. A lot of like female-based ones and freelancer-based ones. And so there's a lot to pick from. It's just actually going and doing it. Yeah, cool. I just had to ask because I'm yeah. always interested to know like what what actual networking events people go yeah, to. Yeah, people actually go to. Yeah. yeah. So next question is what are your 2018 goals? So they could be for Chroma stationery or they could be personal. Um, so chroma wise, I'm really concentrating on the bulk order side of things and working with businesses. So that's kind of my main focus. I still obviously sell to my individual customers and I love that, but that is always doing well. And I feel like that's the part that I know what works and, um, I know that's going to, I know, I know that's going to do well. Whereas the bulk side is something I've never really properly concentrated on. So that's kind of the main goal for 2018 is to work and talk to people who run workshops or work as business coaches or mentors or in marketing and see how the Chroma products could work for them. So that's kind of Chroma wise. And then more personally, I think um, making sure I take time off is a big one. So last year I took off Christmas and then I took off the next Christmas. And I, in between, I didn't really take much time off. I would have a weekend away or maybe three days in a row, but that was it. And I, even then, I'd still be on Instagram. So 2018, I'm determined to actually have a chunk of time off that I don't have to work, I don't have to be on my emails or on social media, and I can actually have a break rather than waiting until Christmas. Yeah, so, so important. So I was important. the same last year. I think I had... I obviously had Christmas off and then yeah. the, odd, like, the odd weekend away, but yeah. I didn't actually have a full week off like seven days no no and I think it's just not sustainable like at some point you'll just burn out you'll just crash so I think that's crucial even though it it feels overwhelming to kind of put that in place and be able to do it I think it's just yeah it's my main goal for this year is to do that yeah yeah great goal yeah needed (laughs) last question is where can people go to find chroma stationery and follow you online so it my website is www.chromastationery.co.uk and on all social again it's chroma stationery and it's ery at the end rather than ary um so stationery with an e which is crucial yeah because a lot of people get the you know it's an easy one to get the wrong way around yeah um so ery and yeah i'm on twitter uh facebook instagram yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Amazing. And do you yeah. have anything exciting to share that's like coming up? Like any new so products you've got coming out or anything? We, I've got new products kind of towards the back end of this year. Well, from September time, I'll have new stuff out. And then I'm also, we're working really hard on the blog at the moment. I've brought in 
a brilliant freelancer called Emily, who's just running the Chroma blog. So every week at the moment, we've got some really, really cool content going out and opinion pieces about being a woman in business or the importance of colour or the importance of stationery and really cool pieces. So yeah, check check that out because she's been working so hard and it's all kind of, it was abandoned for a while because I didn't have the time, but now it's doing really well. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go and have a read after this call. Amazing. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Perfect. Gabby, thank you so much for talking to me today. No problem at all. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And for anyone listening or watching, um, you can head to cathorrocks.com forward slash podcast and all of Gabby's links and anything else that we've mentioned in this podcast will be there. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks so much for watching and listening, everyone. I will see you soon. Bye. Bye.